The Fed's dots have unleashed a monster rally everywhere. Rate hikes are indeed done. The Fed pivot is finally here. But why? Different markets hold vastly different answers. After pounding the table over and over and over again all year for higher for longer, suddenly the FOMC just ditches it like it was nothing? That seems a little curious, don't you think? Before we get into why that might be, let's talk about what has happened, because what has happened, there's a lot to it. The biggest monster rally of them all is in the bond market. Rates are going down. They're going down by incredible leaps and bounds here. As I'm speaking to you now, or just before I started recording, the 10-year U.S. Treasury was 391, which is its lowest rate since July. The, the two-year treasury, which we've been saying all along, pay attention to the two-year. That was at 435 just this morning. It's its lowest since June 1st. And we're back in May territory with the two-year treasury, which is not a good sign. The 30-year long bond, 4.07. Remember that horrific long bond auction that everybody said was, going, was the start of, oh my God, there's too many treasuries, too much treasury supply? Yeah, that's a completely distant memory at this point. Same with the 10-year. Remember the 10-year was going above 5%. That was October and it was gonna stay there forever. Suddenly, more, we're back below 4% on the 10-year. It's because treasury supply, as much as it should be, treasury supply is not the overriding factor. It's not even that important of a factor in treasury yields. Nor is really the Federal Reserve's higher for long because the market knew that it wasn't going to stay higher for longer the whole way. What the market didn't know was exactly when the Fed was going to get out of the way because that's what's really happened here. The Fed has said we're done with interest rate hikes, which means we're going to stop interfering and manipulating the short end of the curve. And as I mentioned in yesterday's video, rates want to go lower. That's not good. Fundamentally, the economic perceptions, monetary perceptions are for lower interest rates. And with the Federal Reserve now out of the way, interest rates are going lower, a lot lower and quite fast, which... That's not a good sign. Low rates are about growth and inflation expectations, not treasury supply, not any of that other stuff, certainly not quantitative tightening, which obviously has absolutely no impact here. The Fed even admitted they've done over a trillion dollars in QT here. Not all that U.S. Treasury, but the vast majority was. And where are rates? They're about back where they were when QT started. So QT doesn't make a difference. What does is, again, fundamentals. Growth and inflation expectations with a huge emphasis on the former, not the latter. Growth expectations. Low rates are not a good sign as far as long-run growth potential. The question, as I asked yesterday, was how do we get there? And it's not just U.S. Treasuries. We had huge moves, even bigger moves in forward rates like SOFR futures. And again, it's the same reason. Now that the Fed has gotten out of the way, manipulating the short end of the yield curve for its own stupid purposes, the short interest rates everywhere have a clear path to go where they've wanted to go all along. Rates have been fighting the Fed the entire way. Again, now the Fed's out of the way, rates are going down. So for futures, huge moves yesterday and today too. The June 2024 contract that was up 25 basis points yesterday. This is in price, which means lower forecast interest rate perceptions or probabilities. Probabilities of interest rates going lower just went way up. 
So 25 basis point move yesterday. It's up nine and a half basis points before I started recording here this morning. The December 24 contract, that was up 31 yesterday and up another 13 and a half today. So almost 45 basis point swing in just two days, really less than 24 hours here. The June 25 contract, that was up 26 and a half basis points yesterday, up another 16 today so far. That's again, more than 40 basis points, huge swings in SOFR futures, which further confirm what I keep saying here, what I've been saying all year, rates want to go down and stay down. They only got moved up because the Fed started manipulating and influencing the short end of the yield curve for reasons that the market never really agreed with. We'll get into again what the Fed actually did in just a moment. Before we do it though, I want to I want to make make this point, I want to emphasize this point that this is a global bond rally. This is not just about the Fed and the Fed dots. This is not just about the US economy. It's about the whole darn thing. European interest rates are lower today too. The ECB announced that they're not hiking rates, though they were less assertive about what that actually means, whereas the Fed is actually starting about talking about rate cuts. The, the ECB still says we're not talking about rate cuts. The market knows better. Rates are going down there as well. Germany, the 10-year there, 2.12% today. The two-year shots, 2.54. And remember, the ECB's midpoint or their target rate 450. So German rates in particular are well below the ECB and your Riber futures, forward rates, they're looking for the same thing. Rates want to go lower. And now that there's no interference, they are going lower. That includes JGBs. The Bank of Japan will meet. Uh, they'll talk about, they were supposed to talk about rate hikes. That was the big rumor last uh, last week. Uh, now JGB yields are joining in the global bond rally. The 10-year back down to 0.66% yield, the 20 at 1.39, the 30s at 1.61. So even Japanese rates are going much lower when, like treasuries, there was a point not that all not all that long ago, really, I think it was November 1st, when the 10-year looked like it was going to go above 1% and stay there for a prolonged period of time, which would have been consistent with Bank of Japan hiking rates. But even the Bank of Japan is saying, we're not sure we're going to get to hiking rates. That's not what they're saying, but that's what's implied in all of these moves. The central bank interference of the last couple of years is at its end. And now that central banks are openly talking about rate cuts, markets are saying, yeah, now that you're done, we want to go lower. We're going to go lower in rates. Interest rates are going to go down and they are going down. So while that's not a good sign as far as growth expectations in particular, low rates are, again, consistent with low levels of growth over the long run, the stock market has had a vastly different reaction to the Fed basically removing the rate hikes from the equation. The stock market is record highs in the Dow Jones. The stock market is saying this is the absolute best. This is a Goldilocks upon a Goldilocks upon a Goldilocks. You've got no more inflation, no more consumer prices to menace the economy. We got no more rate hikes from the Fed to menace the stocks. In fact, we actually might have rate cuts, which everybody says is punch bowl, baby. And on top of all of that, as Jay Powell mentioned at his press conference, and as the stock market enthusiastically agrees with, it seems like we got all of this plus a soft landing too. It could not possibly go any better, at least as far as stocks are concerned. And some of the comments about the stock rally just reinforce that notion. Uh, David Russell at TradeStation telling Bloomberg, 
We've managed to overcome inflation without causing a recession. Maybe that's premature. The economy can walk and chew gum at the same time. It's hard to view this as anything but a soft landing. Is it really that hard? Because again, bond yields would not be reacting like this for a soft landing. Another one, Brad Bechtel at Jefferies. The, the Fed pivot is officially in. Powell had a chance to push back on market pricing and definitively did not take it. Why didn't he? That's really the question we need to ask to interpret this very uh, profound change in the Federal Reserve stance. What is really driving it? Stocks say it's disinflation, Goldilocks, everything great. Bonds are saying you're out of our way. We can now price the fundamentals as we see them and the fundamentals are not at all like the stock market. So what did the Fed actually do? Well, the biggest focus and the most, most, uh, most attention was on the dots. Um, and for, for once, for relatively good reason, because again, all year, Federal Reserve officials, and pretty much all of them, higher for longer, higher for longer, higher for longer, and all of a sudden, higher for longer just disappears, just vanishes into the wind. So the dots in September, you had you had a couple that were up above five and a half, six percent. One was actually above six percent. Eight of them were between five and five and five and a half percent. Seven between four and a half and five. So the vast majority in the middle, which were basically saying no change for 2024. These are for the next year. And two of them were uh, two of the dots were just under four and a half percent. So the median for September was 5.125 percent. So pretty high relative to where it had been all year. But the December dots, which were released yesterday, nobody was above 5.5%. There's now 11 between 4.5 and 5, only 3 between 5 and 5.5%, and 4 are under 4.5%, and 1 is actually under 4%. That brings the median down to 4.625%. So a 50 basis point swing in the median dots just since September. What has changed? Well, let's hear it from Mr. Jerome Powell. What did he have to say about all this? Remember, on December 1st, less than two weeks ago, Powell said this to start with. It would be premature to conclude with confidence that we have achieved a sufficiently restrictive stance or to speculate on when policy might ease. So rate cuts are premature. That's what he said on December 1st. Get a load of what he said yesterday. He said that begins to come into view. And by that, he means rate cuts. And, and it is clearly a topic of discussion out in the world and also a discussion for us at our meeting today. So December 1st, rate cut discussion, premature. December 13th, yeah, we're already talking about rate cuts. In fact, we're even publicizing it in our dots. And as that one stock market commentator said, Powell had a chance to fight back against markets that are going lower, rates are going lower, and he did not take it. Why didn't he take it? Well, as far as the Fed is concerned, everything is going well. What really changed that they can say that they can see that has happened already for certain, or at least with a high degree of confidence, that's the disinflation. As Powell said yesterday at his press conference, recent indicators suggest that growth of economic activity has slowed substantially from the outsized pace seen in the third quarter. Inflation has eased from its high, and this has come without a significant increase in unemployment. So he's saying the disinflation is actually here. We do see it and we do believe in it now because something big has changed 
since around October, as we keep coming back to, even the Fed can see something change in October, and they agree that something is disinflation. However, that does not necessarily argue for rate cuts. Because if the second part of what he's saying is actually true, that the U.S. economy is indeed strong and holding up really well despite everything else, it's going into a disinflationary period without significant levels of unemployment, then why discuss rate cuts at all? Why not just leave interest rates right where they are? Let alone a large series of rate cuts. If the economy was indeed strong and about to hit its soft landing with rates right where they are, why cut them? And the answer is the same answer that the bond market is providing, that the Fed can actually see, but it doesn't yet want to admit. Because again, the Fed doesn't deal with forecasting really well. What the Fed does is say, this is what we see today with a great amount of confidence, and that's what we're going to go off of. And really, it's what we saw yesterday because it's always backwards-looking data. They're always looking backwards at the economy and thinking, yeah, that, that must be what's going to happen in the future. So the markets are ahead of the Fed, and the Fed is finally getting back into its situation where it will be following the markets. That's not a good sign either. By markets, just to be clear, I don't mean stocks. I mean bonds. So the data we've gotten recently, yes, that confirms the disinflation. We saw it in the CPI, um, two straight months of basically zero change in the CPI. The two-month change in the CPI was the lowest since 2020. So that's two months, not one, but two months, very compelling evidence that did something indeed has changed as far as consumer prices. And that was backed up to an extent, a really good extent, by leading producer prices, which came out yesterday. Again, the last couple months in all of the producer price indexes, practically the producer price and the basic PPI, the services PPI, the core PPI, the last couple months have been highly disinflationary. So very compelling evidence as far as consumer prices in the United States. Plus, We've seen a lot more around the rest of the world, including Europe, where consumer prices and producer prices, consumer prices more than producer prices in this case, have gone lower. So central bankers are seeing, yes, disinflation, we see it now and we agree that it's happening. And so we don't necessarily need to hike rates any further. So again, why suddenly this shift in the US, the Federal Reserve to rate cuts? And the answer is quite simply, the Fed knows that there is a risk. This shift to disinflation is not because of a soft landing. That you don't just go from high consumer prices, the economy looking incredibly weak, to, hey, everything's just fine and perfect because soft landings don't happen. So the Fed can see the disinflation shift, but they're afraid. They, they know there's a possibility and a strong one that this isn't a soft landing. It actually is what markets are afraid of, bond markets are afraid of. That is a possibility that they are seriously considering, that policymakers are seriously considering. And that's where the rate cuts are coming from. They're basically saying, we can see the disinflation and we don't want to take any chances or we don't want to take as many chances as we have to that the disinflation that we're seeing actually isn't a soft landing. So to add a little bit of insurance, they think that rate cuts will help when all it really does is confirm 
that the Fed can see something substantial has changed, and they're not really sure it, it, it actually is the best case scenario. Again, markets are pricing, the bond markets are pricing, forget about stocks. The bond market is pricing, yeah, we've been waiting for this all along. Now that the Fed is out of the way, rates are going lower because growth and inflation. And with low growth and inflation, we have to fill in the blanks, as I mentioned in yesterday's video. What does that actually mean? How do we transition from 2021-2022 to 2024 and forward looking like the 2010s? Because that's what rates are telling us. With the Fed out of the way, they can tell us more strongly. So how do we get from there last year, the year before, to next year down here? What does that actually look like? Well, the FOMC and its dots, they admit there's a strong possibility, a real possibility, it doesn't go smoothly. That's why the dots have shifted. Now that they've seen the disinflation, there's a risk it goes like the bond market has been expecting. And one final thought here, keep in mind, this is not strictly about the United States. It's not about just the U.S. economy. We, have to, we also have to factor the European economy, which is increasingly ugly. The Chinese economy, which continues to get worse. We'll get more updates on that over the days ahead. The Chinese just released some statistics yesterday. We're not good on credit and debt. So we have a globally synchronized bond rally because the globally synchronized outlook for the economy and the monetary marketplace isn't looking so Goldilocks after all. And as I said, with the Federal Reserve now out of the way, the ECB out of the way, the Bank of Japan not going to do what it's going to, what everybody thought it was going to do, rates have a clear path to do what they've wanted to do all along. Not too long ago, I took a look at what stocks are really telling us and why maybe you want to take a second look at the stock market signals. That's the video linked below me. As always, I thank you for joining me. Check out our Christmas sale. That's on our webpage, Eurodollar.University. Thank you very much for being a Eurodollar University subscriber if you are one, and of course, our Eurodollar University members. Until next time, take care.